Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast. Welcome you to another blast of uncommon sense for people in the tutoring, teaching and coaching businesses. As always, guys, I'm eager to hear from you. So let me have your stories, your insights, as well as your questions and your problems. Just send to info at neilcamado.com or follow me on Twitter. I am at Tutor Podcast. Right, let's get cracking with episode 68. Create your master plan. I believe that planning is really vitally important and not many of us do it. So I'll just share a little story with you before we get going of the last performance view I ever had in a proper job. Uh, it was a finance company. I wasn't very happy. I'd gone there thinking I'd have a quiet life and you just end up being micromanaged. Anyway, I was teaching guitar on the side at the time, but like most people in jobs, I was trapped by the need to make decent money. And, uh, in the middle of the retrospective performance review, my boss said, what do you want to be doing in five years' time? And I immediately answered, anything but this. And my boss said I should make a plan to leave. So I actually made a plan to leave and make more money in one year from teaching than I did in the finance company. So a one-year plan was put into operation. It actually took just three months to get out of my day job. The plan actually showed me what to do. And once I knew that, I just worked on the plan every single day. Only three months, I just walked out of the day job to teach guitar and earn more money. Now, I've got to tell you, without the exit plan, I'd probably have stayed in the financial sector and been pretty well paid, but quite unhappy. Without that plan, my life would have been very different. You see, now I just get to do what I love every day with people I like, and I get paid a lot more money than if I stayed in finance. So the plan was the big difference for me. I don't know if you remember the, the old song, Happy Talking. Happy talking, talking, happy talk. There's a line in there which strikes me as being true. And it's this. If you don't have a dream, how are you going to make your dreams come true? And I think that the plan is actually the dream. That's what they're really talking about. Now, like a lot of people, I got into the business of teaching guitar by accident. And a lot of people in, in what you might call real jobs or proper jobs, they're in their jobs by accident. In the right place at the right time, they need the money and then they get trapped by the wages and they, they stick. So they kind of drift in and they continue to drift day to day. Uh, I used to work with a guy who drifted into working in the finance company and most Monday mornings you'd find him with his head on his desk, crying his eyes out, saying he'd only got nine years to go until he could retire. Now, he didn't really have a plan to move out of that state of misery. And it is vitally important to have a plan and to review it and to monitor your progress and how that plan is actually working for you. The reason you must have a plan is it constrains your thinking. It forces you to keep on track. If you are looking at your plan every Monday morning, thinking about it day by day as you go, it will focus you 
on the production of the results you told yourself you want. Making the plan actually promotes you thinking because you're going to schedule time and isolate yourself in order to get into the things that matter most to your business. That'll make you more proactive because you'll start to identify the positive actions to be taken. It'll also make you more aware of risks, possible pitfalls and hazards, changes in the business environment that could hold you back. It also increases your awareness of opportunities because you start to look for opportunities all over the place. You have a plan. You know it's going to happen. So you look for ways to make it happen, to add extra businesses, extra income streams and investments, and to run your business better, to find more customers, to charge more, to do a better darn job. The plan also helps you to clarify exactly why you're doing it. Why are you doing this work? If we know why we're doing something, we can build everything in service of that why and around that why. And these are your values and they're what matter most. And if the most important thing is driving you in the business, then you're much more likely to stick with it and be successful. Something that occurs to me that planning really does for you is it identifies you as a professional. You're taking it seriously. And a lot of people who teach guitar on the side around a job, like I used to do, who are essentially amateurs in what they do. In my experience, amateurs sort of dabble and they stumble from one week to the next. They're very reactive to external conditions and small changes. They jump from thing to thing and they kind of go at it half arsed. Now, as a consequence of that, they struggle. Particularly, they struggle to see themselves worth a good rate of remuneration so they don't charge decent fees which leaves them stab trapped in their job so they go around in circles professionals on the other hand get very serious about what they do um, they're brutally honest with themselves they look themselves in the eye they look at the business and ask is this working is this not working that brutal honesty is Absolutely vital, and certainly when we used to do management consultancy in a former job, we'd be sitting around a table and trying to find out why it was the the business in, and we were troubleshooting the business. We had to get them to be honest. Put your ego on the back burner. Sit down with yourself, and get deep into the data. Focus on the most important things. Build a business in which you can create more value, make more of a difference to the customers and to the quality of your own life. And if you can make more money out of doing those things, that plan is going to be worth its weight in gold because it will provide you with a life that is a life of your own choosing, working with customers you like, being well rewarded on every level. Remember, it's not just about the money. The money is a byproduct of you doing a damn good job and delivering value and making a difference to your customers. So how do you plan? Well, it's not that hard, actually. 
Here's the planning method I use. I'll share it with you and there'll be a PDF available. Just email me info at neilcamado.com and I will provide you with a PDF. So this is the planning method I use. It's made up of some of the best bits from a heap of management and strat planning books and systems. And I'll give it to you so you can put it to work in your own business. So the first part of any planning process is to look at the situation, review where you are. Uh, I do this in depth once a year. I'll spend two or three days away from the business or in a lockdown room. I think it's vitally important to get away from the business so when the phone rings, you're not picking it up. You're not being distracted by other people's issues and you're not having to walk away from the desk and from your playing documents to go and do a little bit of the day-to-day -day activity of the business. So lock yourself up. Get yourself into a nice hotel for a couple of three days away because it's strut playing. It's a business expense. Go and sit yourself down with yourself, some paper. If to have a team around you, get the team there as well. I want you to look back and say, what were my biggest successes last year? Doesn't matter what they are. You'll know what they are for you. It could be that you hit a certain income level. You taught so many hours. You had so many past grades. If you're putting people through the, the grading process, it could be that you had some of your students put on performance. It could be that some of your customers saw outstanding results. You may have increased your client base. I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for me, that I have a specific minimum required income from my teaching business that I don't exceed 50 hours a week teaching. So I observe that limit for myself that I make a massive difference to my students in all of their life, not just the time they spend on the guitar by subtly encouraging them to be a better version of themselves. Now, the second part of the review process is this. Be totally honest about it. What were the biggest lessons you learned last year? Another way of putting this is, what were my biggest cock-ups? What was it that went so badly wrong that you really want to forget about it? Because you can learn from that. So that's the very first two parts. Biggest successes, biggest lessons of the last year. Now we get on to this year, this coming year, that we're actually planning for, the internal things. What are my biggest strengths to leverage this year? What can you absolutely amp up to develop your business and make more of a difference in a better income for yourself? If it's your reputation, max it up. If it's you've got some new intellectual property, some IP, Get busy working on leveraging it. Whatever it is that you have, crank it up to the max. And once you've done that, I want you to turn your honest attention objectively. What are your greatest weaknesses that you want to repair, upgrade or improve upon? If it's that you're rubbish at time management, get busy in your time management. If you don't have enough customers, get busy marketing, recruiting, asking for referrals. Start finding some more customers. Plan for your biggest strengths to 
be maxed out to reduce the effect of your greatest weaknesses and to do something about it we can then move on to part three these are the external factors things outside of your own little business that might affect you now start with what are the biggest opportunities i can take advantage of now immediately what i'm seeing from the news feeds is that music the arts creative endeavors are being eliminated from schools on quite a large scale if what i'm seeing is accurate that means that as a private music teacher as a guitar teacher bass guitar teacher and a teacher of music theory there's a massive opportunity because if they're not doing it in school all they're going to do is send the students the children into the private sector so i'm going to make very sure that the schools who are losing their music teachers the music departments know exactly where i am so what are your biggest opportunities you will know it could be that you do something that's slightly different than other people and that will make it possible for you to exploit what's going on in the world around you now the flip side of the big external opportunities are one of the biggest threats that you face in your business what could knock things badly off balance think scary think awful think catastrophic for you and then look at ways to head them off one thing i know from working in management consultancy is if it can go wrong it probably will so you always want to look around at the th threats and the risks from the environment and ask yourself what would i do if that bad thing happens head it off at the pass take preventative measures so that when the stuff hits the fan you don't go down with it and then we want to get deep this is actually the the most important section of the review process in my opinion and it's my vision i believe that every business person should have a vision for their business and this is how i kind of think about mine i ask myself first what is the purpose of this business i need to know why i'm doing this what is it going to do for me the purpose of this business is to pay me my desired level of income and to be pleasurable at the same time for me and for my students that's what the output is but up front ahead of that even i ask myself why are you even in this business well i'm in this business because i want other people to fall in love with playing the guitar and to have a lot of fun making music and while they're doing that, I want them to start to see themselves more positively as better human beings, as happier people than when they started. So I write down my business's mission. And my business's mission is to change the way the world learns to play guitar and to create happier, healthier, more fulfilled human beings. That's not a bad mission. That's quite a big mission for me. So then, having identified the reasons why I'm doing this, what I'm in it for, 
I'll think about the journey ahead of me. How long is it going to take? 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Many people plan one year ahead. I'm going to start by planning 20 years out. I can get a lot done in 20 years. Looking ahead, I'll find the, the pivot points along the way, the, the milestones, if you like, that I will measure myself against. So my planning in five years involves having five times the income from passive sources, from IP sales, courses, books, music. I have five times the income from that than I do from teaching face-to-face. -face. That's one of my milestones. I think if we can put these milestones in, we hold ourselves to account. If we don't hit them, it's a problem, but as long as the milestones are there, we'll constantly be nudging ourselves and saying, hey, what about this one? This is the reason I love to write things down. I can just look at the plan every Monday morning and go, yep, yep, mm-hmm, got that. So another great big part of the vision R for the business is what are the values of this business? What are the values this business actually embodies? Values that I espouse is honesty. You've got to be honest with people. Honest. If you were to invent one killer USP, that unique selling proposition for your business, honesty would be it. People love honesty, they love authenticity, and if you're honest about what you do all the way down the line, you'll never have to do anything else than just be yourself. Don't try to fake anything, guys. It's not worth it. The values that sit on the back of honesty for me are fun, understanding, support, and flexibility. I want to have fun with my students. I understand the way they are. I know that life's going to change. I'll flex and roll with that. And this is how I show up for work every single day. It's how I roll, if you like. It's how I am, as far as my students are concerned. They don't know me as anything else than that, because I'm not anything else than that. That's me. They walk in, they get me completely honest. I don't have a thing to hide from them. They can ask me any question and I just get a straight answer. That's one of the values of what I do. That's why my biggest job as a guitar teacher is to show them that what I do isn't rocket science. That with a little bit of repetition and the right inputs, you don't need the mythical quality of talent. Anyone can do it. So write your values down. Write down what it is that you actually stand for. So then, having completed the first parts of the, the planning process, begins the examination of those answers. I want to ask myself, what are my three biggest annual priorities? If I had a team around me, which at the moment I don't, I'm still running as a solopreneur, I would look at the team and say, right, who's in charge of this? Who owns these things? Now, my Biggest thing in the projects at the moment are 
to live and breathe my values day in and day out, to deliver my own unique message to my students and to my listeners and my readers, and to increase my visibility and my standing in the marketplace. That's it. You have too many priorities, you'll end up with no priorities because everything's a priority. Once I've got the annual priorities down, I'll start to split them up into quarter one, quarter two, three and four priorities. Have a team. Who's going to be in charge of them? Who's going to own those things? So the immediate quarter priority that I'm working on at the moment is to continue to be booked solid 50 hours a week teaching face-to-face with students. And the students must be people with whom I enjoy interacting. I will not deal with people that I don't like. The second one is to start to create a community of raving fans. So that's you guys, and it's all the people in my Facebook group. Anyone who comes into contact with me, all the people I teach, the people who read my books, I want them all to become raving fans of what I do. Third, I want to develop a world-class team around me and imbue them a sort of culture of honesty, fun, playfulness, creativity, and courage. That means I have to learn, as my own personal priority, to delegate responsibility for certain aspects of what I do. I have a background in accountancy, but I don't want to sit doing my accounts anymore. I've got to outsource that. That's a big priority for me, and it means letting go of something. Now, I've got to tell you this, guys. There will be some things in your life that are not worth you doing. So get someone else to do it. For me, this started out by just hiring a cleaner to come in once a week and clean the house and the teaching rooms. That was a big deal for me. I was took pride in keeping things straight myself. But I realised that paying someone to come in and do that freed me up to do jobs of a higher value. The moment you begin down that road, it does get easier. You'll feel like a total fraud, but you must pay people to do things that have a lower value than what you can do. Okay, finally then, measure it. Every quarter priority has a measurable outcome. So I'll identify and I'll set the milestone goals for the achievements of them. I'll also set deadlines along the way for myself. How do I keep an eye on things? Well, this is where the monthly review of the plan comes in. I'll take half a day at the end of the month to reread the master plan, look at the numbers for the the month and see where it stacks up against the quarterly targets for myself. If I'm massively over overperforming, it probably it probably means that I've set my goals too low. If I'm underperforming, it means it's a problem. 
either I'm not performing up to scratch or the goals are too high. But by measuring it and reviewing it at the end of the month, I at least know where I am. In addition to that, I'll always review the plans once a week. Now, this is usually an hour on a Monday morning for me. It doesn't take long, but it does refocus me on what I'm supposed to be doing so I don't end up wobbling around, wasting time. It keeps me very much on task and on mission. And that's all I do. There's no magic bullets, no secret sauce, just solid planning and effective execution of the plans, wanted outcomes and consistency. So be honest with yourself and ask yourself if you have a plan for your tutoring business and for your life. If you do, is it detailed and long ranging, driven by your goals and your values? And does it have clear performance indicators? And if you don't, or you don't have a plan at all, then now is the time to block out a few days and take yourself and your crucial team members, if you have them, to somewhere away from work to really grind out a master plan for the business and to build a better future for yourself. Now, everyone has heard the old saying, if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. Guys, that's bullshit. You're not planning to fail at all. You just haven't yet cottoned on to the fact that making good plans and executing them tilts the balance in your favour. So, do it now. Don't put the planning off until things quieten down. And don't promise to look at it very soon. Put the dates in your diary. Book the location. Then go and do the work. Happy planning, guys. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can get a PDF of the planning process from info at neilcamino.com. Remember to follow me on Twitter where I am, at Tutor Podcast. That wraps it all up for today, but join me, Neil Camino, on the next fun-packed episode of the Tudor Podcast, where I'll be busting myths, filtering the facts from the fiction, and diving deep into what it takes to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.